welcome to Over in Smith, a H.P. Lovecraft podcast where we read a Lovecraft story and we will release an audiobook if it isn't too boring or racist, and sometimes both. Um, with me, uh, my name is Art, and with me today is someone who, like, is real good at just spreading forbidden knowledge around like it's no one's business. Faith. What up? Yeah, I made photocopies of my textbook. You can't stop me. You, you did You did that thing from the sixth episode of uh, Buffy, uh, <laughs> where where you upload a manuscript of spells and the internet read it, so that meant that a demon that was trapped in the book got, like... Released. Got released yeah. in the internet. Yeah, that's right. And then made a robot body. Yeah, that's right. I made a high-quality scan of the Necronomicon. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna, it's- gonna hand the photocopies of the spells to kids and tell them to read yeah. it and chant it multiple times, and then, you know, maybe they turn into a goal or something. I don't know. Sounds fun. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, today we're gonna be reading uh, History of the Necronomicon. This one's gonna be a shorty. Because um, I have a page and a half of stuff. But, uh, this, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I've read on the human vellum of it's it's just a small scrap of human vellum. Uh, it doesn't have anything evil on it or anything. It's just <laughs> you know, someone someone was just like, "Yo, can you make my skin into leather?" And I was just like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, <laughs> I have this extra piece of human skin. Can you make it into leather? <laughs> don't ask where the rest went. <laughs> <laughs> but but on that on that little on that little scrap of human leather, uh, there's a there's a little blurb, oh, yeah. uh, written in uh, written in crabbed writing. Oh no, no. Joseph Kerwin is back. <laughs> God, fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> we have to we have to dissolve him in acid again. <laughs> this story is often considered an essay, but as its content is entirely fictitious and is indeed meant to be a hoax, it can be regarded as a work of fiction. Lovecraft evidently wrote it in early 1927, as he told Clark Ashton Smith, November 27, 1927, that he was drawing up some data on the celebrated and unmentionable Necronomicon of the mad Arab Abdul Azared. Lovecraft had at least one sentence referring to John Dee's translation of the Necronomicon at a later date, since he derived his datum from Frank Belknap's long story, Frank Belknap Long Story, The Space Eaters, read by Lovecraft in the late September 1927. It was first published as a pamphlet by Wilson Shepard in late 1937. I do love when people do that, when they write, like, essays, or... Uh, what was the uh, encyclopedia that you read? Oh, the Cyclone, Cyclonepedia, or, um... Implicities with anomalous, yeah. anomalous materials? I love, like, stuff that is written like that. Oh, I love it, like too, which is why... Yeah, like, it's a, it's a piece of, like, um... Uh, like an encyclopedia or like this, like an essay or something like that, but it's written about a completely fictitious thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a series of books, um, and I forget what they're called, but it's about, I have, I'm going to admit this right now. I have the whole series, but I only read the first book. <gasps> um, yeah. 
and I don't know why I didn't read that. I don't know why I'm not reading it. But it's written, um, it is the journals of a naturalist who studies dragons, and she is the first, uh, first woman to, uh, write, to basically, uh, study dragons, and is basically the world's, like, foremost, like, expert on them. Oh. Um, like, it's part, it's part, like, journal, it's, like, part natural naturalist journal part travelogue because she's studying she's she's studying these dragons with her extremely rich husband uh. who who uh goes on these expeditions with her uh wants to go on these expeditions with her because like he 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 loves her oh um, he's a wife out. guy yeah no. he's such a he's wife, a wife guy, guy. Um, love it <laughs> I think it's called The Natural History of Dragons. You know what's or funny? Like I was about to quote the Dragonology books. <laughs> Dragonology books Dragonology, are pretty decent. The Dragonology book I love because it was basically one of the DIC eyewitness books, but it was about dragons. Yeah. And it's very good. Yeah. I had that There's one. There's also Demonology, and... and I think there was another one. I can't remember right now. Yeah. But I but love those. A, but yeah, I'm a big fan of. Uh, of academically written things, but are completely actually completely fictitious. Yeah, about some fantasy or sci-fi thing. That being said, this also brings me back to the idea of a ethnographic podcast about the about the world of Mumesa of of the of the cowboys of Mumesa, the wild cowboys of Mumesa, <laughs> or the wild code of the West boys of uh, Mumesa. Um, because okay, so. I've had this idea for so long, and I desperately want... I, the thing is, I need someone else to do it with. <laughs> That's my problem. Damn it! But what I want to do is I want to watch all 26 episodes of the of the Wild West Cowboys of Mumesa, which was created by one of the people who originally created um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also, uh, it shows up in every show at least once. Of the thing, like um, after after the original one, uh, but the uh, they had a three comic book run, three uh, three issue comic book run, um, which I want to get my hands on, but they're <laughs> expensive. Uh, so, uh, but like I want to just like take extensive notes and just do like this like ethnographic podcast where like I talk about subjects of like certain subjects like magic in the world of Mumesa or vegetarianism or um uh like a bunch of stuff because like it's a deeply <laughs> it actually has a lot of lore uh, <laughs> for the show. And and like and I desperately want to do this one. I just want to treat it as if like it's like I'm studying like this actual place. I love and, it. But like that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. You have to like research it's, that and like well, you don't have to research it. Well, you have to take notes. You have to take a lot of notes. And you have to have all the notes. That's the thing. You're not just doing it one episode at a time. You're not doing a rewatch podcast or a reaction podcast. You're you're like you're not even recapping it. Like we don't even get to every story point in it. That's the thing. I want to study the world of Mumesa. That's I just want to study the world of Mumesa. So let me write a research paper. God damn it. I don't know why. This is such a poignant idea in my head that I have literally been talking about wanting to do this for, mm, it's going to be close to seven years. 
I, yes, you have talked about this before. I do remember now. Yes, I want this to happen. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I looked I up know. the the series that Dra- the Dragonology book was in. They actually did a um a collaborations with Dungeons and Dragons, and they Ooh. made Dungeonology in 2016. Okay. But yeah, so there's Dragonology, Egyptology, which is the Egyptian gods, um, Wizardology, Pyridology, Mythology, which is about uh the Greek gods. Monsterology, spyology, ocean oceanology, vampireology, alienology, illusionology, mm. dinosaurology, what? dungeonology, nightology, and ghostology. Okay, I'm just gonna say some of those don't. Yeah, like some of those we already have like, books like about. Pirates, um, <laughs> pirates exist, and so do spies. So so did knights. And knights. Oh yeah, that's right. And drag and, and not dragons. <laughs> and dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> and wizards, of course. <laughs> oh, of course, wizards. Yeah, they're in the Bible. Like no, New Zealand. New Zealand had a state wizard, so they definitely exist. I finally got to make a joke about uh, the part in the Passion of the Christ where Jesus fights a wizard in hell. Yeah, because we were talking about the Passion of the Christ movie, and I was like, I really am sad that they cut out the part where Jesus fights a wizard in hell. <laughs> And my brother was like, what? And I was like, you don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, the herring of hell. Like it's like it's it's like it's not it's not Bible it's it's in the Bible. It's, it's just there. not uh, there is apocrypha. There is apocrypha that goes like into yeah, it. Like really that expands into, it, into but, like, it, but it There's also apocrypha that expands into the fight that uh that Simon Oh my god, I forgot his name. Paul was it Paul or Simon? Who fought Simon? No, it's Magnus. Simon Magnus. Who fought? Who fought Simon Magnus? Oh, it was fuck. An axe. I can't remember. Was it Paul? I think. It, was it the bad one? I think it was Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul fought a wizard. Yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot there's, of wizards there's... in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and not wizard as in like you know. <laughs> God, I love saying that. <laughs> Because <laughs> every time I say it, like I want to do like the little shaka thing yeah. every single time. Because, <laughs> because, like that movie, like just completely ruined. I don't even remember what the movie is called. I just remember that it's like wizard was like <laughs> said so many times. What is it called? Oh fuck! What is uh, it called? Uh, uh, it had Fred Savage in it. Oh fuck! Uh, um, hold up. Fred Savage wizard movie. Oh, the wizard. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> wizard. Wizard. <laughs> I always want to do. I always want to do the Shaka thing every single time when I say it, and I feel I feel like people don't understand what I mean when I say it, though. Like, like, because every single time I just always say like wizard, but not as in like a like as in cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I feel like the thing is, is that that's an old reference for me. That is an like, old. Eight, I shouldn't 19, be referencing that. Movie that movie came out in 1989. Yeah, and it's still too old for me to be talking about <sighs> it. That movie came out the year my older sister was born. Yeah, like okay, let's get into this. <laughs> we're we're not okay. Let's talk. Uh, let's talking about wizards. Okay, <laughs> not as a okay. cool. Okay. 
Like, okay, I am so conditioned. I don't know where I picked that up. <laughs> it is. Every single time I think, like, not as a cool, I always want to do the, the shake. The shock yeah. Every single time. <laughs> oh, God, okay. The history of the Necronomicon. Original title. Azif. Azif being the word being the word used by the Arabs to designate the nocturnal sound made by insects. Supposed to be the howling of demons. Composed by Abdul Lazared, a mad poet of Sana'a in Yemen, who was said to have flourished during the period of the, the Amid Caliph circa 700 AD. He visited the ruins of Babylon and subterranean secrets of Memphis and spent 10 years alone in the great southern desert of Arabia. The Roba al-Kaye, or empty space of the ancients, or the Dana, or crimson, desert of the modern arabs which is held to be inhabited by protective evil spirits and monsters of the dead and monsters of death of this of this desert many strange and unbelievable marvels are told by those who believe to have penetrated it god damn it i fucking hate my mind <laughs> it's okay i when when he said memphis i all i could imagine in my head was memphis tennessee no, like, the secrets you know, of Memphis. Just... Yeah, you like go down a sewer drain. You like walk for like three miles. You come back out, and you are at the best barbecue place in Tennessee. <laughs> I just like of this dever- desert. Many strange and unbelievable marvels are told by those who pretend to have penetrated it. It's just it's just another way of saying I fucked your mom. Yeah, that's right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> in his last years, Alzared dwelt in Damascus, where the Necronomicon was written. And of his final death or disappearance, 738 AD, many terrible, conflicting things are told. He is said by Ibkalakan, 12th century biographer, to have been seized by an invisible monster in broad daylight and devoured horribly before a large member a large number of frozen of fright frozen witnesses his madness many things are told he claimed to have seen the fabulous Aram, or city of pillars and to have found beneath the ruins of certain nameless desert town the shocking annals and secrets of a race older than mankind he was only an indifferent muslim worshipping unknown entities whom he called yashogoth and cthulhu how do you get to Cthulhu? I, I just, <laughs> he had to he had to travel so far outside of the desert to get to Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, damn. I, well, because you know Cthulhu's not going there. He's not uh, Cthulhu's not traveling to meet uh <laughs> to meet him. Yeah, he has to go. He has to go to a major ocean yeah. <laughs> at least, He's... and that's and like he and like and, and that's if he wants to go to the northern hemisphere. Yeah. Abdul. Everyone knows he likes the southern. Abdul also read is like, can't you just like visit me one time? And Cthulhu's like, no, I don't have enough moisturizer. I can't. <clears throat> I think they also dropped a nameless city uh, reference as well. They he really loves mentioning the nameless city. Just, it just always gives us a chance to duck on dunk on that man, that stupid man <laughs> the, who crawled around there. The ancient. 
the ancient the ancient race of people who tells everyone that they're about to eat them but they keep on ignoring I, them. I like to imagine uh abdullah Zarid saw those and like turned around <laughs> that's that's his secret he he has the he has the uh the wherewithal to be like those are some crocodiles eating a man time for me to leave <laughs> okay fun okay fun fact uh actually there is written in just about every language that exists a uh a, a disclaimer um if you walk past this point you can and will be eaten if we catch you but no one can read it because it's too low to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And then they put up they put up the pictures because too many people like walk past it. And people keep and on walking, walking past it. Yeah, I like to imagine Abdullah Zared was like, "Well, would you look at that? Time for me to leave." In AD nine hundred and fifty. The Asif, which had gained considerable, though surreptitious, circulation among the philosophers of the age, was secretly translated into Greek by Theodorus Philetus of Constantinople under the name Necronomicon. For a century, it impelled certain experimenters to terrible attempts, which it was suppressed and burnt by the patriarch Michael. After this, it is only heard of furtively. Oh, but in uh, 1228, Olas Wormius made an English translation later in the Middle Ages, and the Latin text was printed twice, once in the 15th century by Black Letter, evidently in Germany, and once in the 17th, probably Spanish. Both, ed- both editions being identified, both editions without identifying marks, and located as to time and place, by internal topographical evidence only. The works, both Latin and Greek, were banned by Pope Gregory IX in 1232, shortly after its Latin Latin translations, which calls attention to it. The Arabic original was lost as early as Hermius' time, as indicated by his perfectory notes and no sight of the Greek copy, which was printed in Italy between 1500 and 1550, has, reported, has been reported since the burning of a certain Salem man's laboratory in 1992. 1692. Refer- 1692. That is probably a reference to, our, our- to at least one of the people. Also, oh, worm! Uh, they mentioned old worm. Oh, Olus Wormius. Ah, uh, the dude who had to oh. prove to Europeans that lemmings don't just appear out of thin air and that birds of paradise do indeed have feet. I promise <clears throat> they have feet. And but, that uh, but no, but and I, that unicorns I'll don't s- exist. Uh narwhals and are not horse they're, they're not. <sighs> so I will say that they're uh that the Salem Man's labor- uh, well, library might have been either might have been Joseph Kerwin's or one of his or, friends. Or uh, Simon Orn was the other one that was Simon Simon Orn and something Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, something starts with a G. It's not Josh because that's an actor. Something, yeah, Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah, Seth. Maybe I don't know. That's, um, but it might have been one of them. This is so funny that Old Worm is mentioned in this 
uh, Olaus Wormius is his name. He also did a lot of important work on uh, translating uh, Nordic runes. An English translation was made by Dr. D. The was never printed and exists only in fragments recovered from the original manuscript. Of the Latin text now existing, one, 15th century, is known to be in the British Library under lock and key, while another 17th century is in the Biblioesque. Oh, Bibliotheque. Uh, National. Bibliotheque? What? Uh, Bibliotheque, yeah. The Bibliotheque Nationale at Paris. A 17th century edition is in the Widener Library at Harvard and in the library at Mesotonic University at Arkham. Also in the library of the University of Buenos Aires. Numerous other copies probably exist in secret. In the 15th century is one persistently rumored to form part of a celebrated American millionaire. A strange, vaguer rumor credits the preservation of the 16th century Greek text in the Salem family of Pikmin. What? Ah! Okay. <laughs> We're getting all the references in this. But if it is so preserved, it vanished with the artist R.U. Pickman, who disappeared in 1926. In 1926, the book is rigidly suppressed by the authorities of most countries and by all branches of the organized ecclesiasticism. Reading leads to terrible consequences. It is from rumors of this book, of which relatively few of the general public know, that R.W. Chambers is said to derive his idea of his early novel, The King in Yellow. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's it. Uh, but no, that's, I, I really like stuff like that. Me too. That was good. I to all the references. Our boy Pikmin. I like, oh man, Pikmin. He definitely, he took the Necronomicon with him to Dreamland. I'm also pretty sure that the millionaire might have been Joseph Kerwin. It might have been. He had a copy of it. Yeah. Also, also, like, how hard would it be to like, to, like, just sneakily, like, just copy down stuff from it if you can get it at Mesotonic oh, University? Oh, so easy, so easy. Or Harvard or something. Like, people, people, people done that before. So easy. If you could just like peek at it, you could probably write down a bunch of shit from it. Oh, Pikmin! Yeah. I'm so happy. I like hearing about our boy. Yeah. Um, I, I love. I lo we love our boy Pikmin. We love our boy Pikmin. I just um, old worm. I wasn't expecting old worm to show up in a in a Lovecraft story. Um. Well, do you? I guess. I guess we should probably just do HP Listcraft. Yeah. Good idea. A listomania. Think less, but see it grow. Okay. Uh, I like this a lot. Neat. Um. It. Makes me like. Here's the thing. I want something like this, but for the necromancy and uh, <gasps> yes. the the case yes. of Charles X Reward. <laughs> because I'm a nerd who likes reading academical dry stuff. Um, where you, where, where you want to put this? Where where I, I like? I can tell you, I like it more than the Descendant. Yeah, me too. So. Um, so both the Descendant, uh, the music of Eric Zahn. Azathoth, uh, Polaris, What the Moon Brings, The Lurking Fear. Uh, I kind of want to put it un under the rats on the yeah, wall. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, actually. Yeah, because if, if we get above the rats in the wall, then we're starting to get to a place where I can't, I can't uh, say, like, it would have to be a lot longer. Yeah. 
Three of the Necronomicon. Yeah, that was short and sweet. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's not only not only is it short and sweet, but it's also uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun little thing, and I just want more of that. And you know what? I probably can't get more of that. We'll 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 get to it. Uh, but um, ooh, I mean, do do, do I have want to say anything else? Nope, I don't have much else. It's just fun yeah. being like I know that story. <laughs> yeah. It's, so okay, I understand that um i understand that people make fun of the uh like basically media that's basically like i know that reference and that's it yeah but part of it also it does give me dopamine it feels good (laughs) i'll have a lot of that let me have this i know like at the same time like i i 100% you know what yeah, I don't like it in general, but also sometimes I like it. It makes my brain feel sometimes good Sometimes I'm second. like, haha, I am smart enough to know this. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to do any plugs, and uh, I guess uh, let, let's, see, let's see how much of the thing I can remember. I think I remember most of it. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, remember you well, this has been Alphabet Flight, and remember you are the Irreplaceable gash in the fabric of reality. Your keening static cow is like no other. And if it was gone, the mansions of our silence would forever fill with our laments. But, but doesn't, did it get that? Was that was really close. It if it faded from the abyss, the void that would remain it faded from the abyss. would be unfillable. Okay. And the mansions of silence would fill with our lament. See, I almost got, I'll get it by the end. And then I'll, I'll I'll say it to my my lovey one day, and they'll be like, "Oh, I love you so much." I'll be like, "Oh, I love you so much." I went, mm-hmm. and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> just just wide eyed, just completely stock still, r- ramble that out. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> but yeah, I will. I don't know. That was good enough. I, <laughs> uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>